Okay, howdy everyone. So today we are going to be talking some more about deleting old accounts and trying to avoid creating new ones. I'll just tell you right now that we're failing in category two, but having success in category one. So take it away, Andre. Uh, yes, I uh, mentioned um, several weeks ago that I had, I'm starting in the very long process to uh, minimize, to hone, to winnow my 750 uh, entries in my password manager, which I had started keeping since, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago or so. Uh, that is way too many accounts, and many of them I have not used or even logged into in many, 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 many years. And so I've been working my way selectively, starting with A and working my way. Now I am into the R's. Well done. That several months later, um, and um, my logins are now down to 450. Oh, so that is 350 um, accounts that I have managed to actually successfully delete. Now, not all of them. Some of them have been uh, duplicates. Some of them have indeed ceased to exist altogether, which I've talked about before. Uh, so there's really nothing to do. It's but just simply, you know, erase it. Um, the company no longer no longer exists. And some of them are were uh, simply um, duplicate passwords. The way that the password manager functioned, I still had some some old passwords that were being saved individually. So. Um, yeah, but down to uh, 400 and less than 450. So very um, good. Not quite 50%, but a significant reduction in my number of logins. Very good. And I just want to point out for all the listeners out there that I actually finished this process ages ago because I don't think I ever had more than 150 anyway. We'll just let you sit with that for a bit. Okay, so. Yes. So in the process of deleting 350 accounts, what would you say you've learned? Uh, well, I've learned that um, there are varying levels of difficulty in deleting an account. Mm. And I have to say uh, that the easiest accounts to delete, almost um, universally, are software-as-a-service accounts. Now that is fascinating to me, because somehow you think the people who understand the tech best would be the most entangling but in fact no, it turns in out fact, to be just the, ones, the opposite the ones uh for example i i'll give an example i had a github account um and github is a place where uh s software uh, writers share their repositories and do editing and submit and submit and uh, submit updates and it's where i don't know a great percentage of the world software is created using github and i had an account because they have forums and i wanted to look at this and do this and that but i hadn't used the account in years um, it's not important to me i didn't have any um, repositories or information that was essential there. So I'm going to delete this account and GitHub's extremely easy. You just go in there and you have to click a few things. You have to put in your password. It says, are you sure? Are you sure? It sends you an email to make sure that you're not just somebody trying to, um, uh, delete somebody else's account. Um, but in fact, the process is very straightforward and then it's gone. Now, sometimes they'll make you say, well, it will give you 30 days, you know, uh, after that point it's, um, it is gone. So I think they're, but I think the point is that you can actually completely delete your account. Yes, you can actually completely do it. So right. software as a service, in my experience, those are some of the easiest to delete. In fact, even social media, uh, they, um, under pressure, have, have made it easy at least to, if not delete, at least to deactivate your account. I don't That's a little bit of a... I've deleted uh, all of mine. Yeah, so they, they, make it, they make it possible to do. Right. Um, uh, things that... Uh, what is difficult, uh, the, the second layer of difficulty are um, things that are official. Mm. So um, there's there's varying levels of sophistication or ability to delete things. So, for example, if you make an official account, I, I'm talking about like governmental. 
mm. or educational. Uh, I had an account at an institution that I had taught at um, seven years ago, and I still had it in my password manager. And I said, okay, I'm going to try to log into this and, and see if it works. And I was able to log into this institution, which means they've had been, been keeping my account active mm. uh, for seven years, even though I haven't even been teaching there. And does that mean you have access to whatever behind their firewall for employees only? I, I don't know. I'm I'm not a I mean, black cat look, hacker but... to figure out, but I was I was able to have access at least to, to my some some aspects of what I had there. So I wrote them an email and I said, okay, I, can you please just delete this account? I haven't used it in this in seven years, and I don't plan on teaching. If you need to create me a new one in the future, if there's ever any chance I would teach, you can just go and do that again with a different start over. And they said, okay, yeah, I guess we need to do that. Mm. Uh, so that that would, but I couldn't. I had to write an email. Right. Um, there's no mechanism there's already no mechanism. in place. Right. So I think, I mean, that's part of what's been interesting here is discovering like what things have built in ways to extract or disentangle yourself and what ways just don't. Like yeah. you're just, uh, you have a permanent record. And another kind of medium category or you have, these are places you have to send an email are kind of smaller companies, small businesses. Um, they often have like one support staff who's, who's there and they're really trying to do well by their customers. They're very respectful, mm. good, solid business people. They want to respect people's privacy, mm. but they don't have a software process for you to go through and delete your account. Mm. You have to send them an email and then somebody takes care of it manually. They're often very, they often use and use a Zendesk system, which is a kind of customer management system to do that, but it mm. does take some time and you have to have a back and forth with customer service. Mm. That's, and generally easy to do, though, and most small businesses especially are very willing to protect your data. Do you think it's because it's too expensive or not worth their while to create a deleting system because the volume is so low? I don't. I think they simply haven't engineered it that way from the beginning. Okay. I think there's a lot of... So they're building on top of a number of layers of software, I guess, and I'm guessing that a lot of that stuff just doesn't have that built in. You right. know, for example, right. a WordPress site. I don't. I don't know. I may not have the option of deleting a delete your account button or whatever. Yeah. And you know, right. and they have they may have their own reasons for that because they have they probably have it connected to a customer list database which does its own marketing. Right. Um, which brings us into the third category of mm. zombie accounts. <laughs> <laughs> zombie accounts. Yeah, zombie accounts. And uh, these are the ones where, uh, like you experienced with the New York Times, mm. um, that said uh, we cannot we will not delete your account because you do not your your jurisdictions do not have does not have data privacy rights. Yeah. So you have no right to delete your account. Uh, well, you, yeah, you don't have any right. You can't force them to do it legally. Right. Uh, and there are a number of um, institutions. And they don't, but they also don't offer any voluntary provision. It's not just like no. they're saying you, you can't legally force us into it, but we're not going to give it up either. No, we're not going to give it up. And um, a lot of these will require you, if you do want to delete your account, they will grudgingly do it if you live in the state of California. Right. And you have to prove it. And you have to prove it by, uh, again, through uploading your... <laughs> Precious information, including a picture of your driver's license, to uh, a third party, who who knows what they do with it. Right. Uh, which then they will graciously delete your account because they're forced to. It's crazy making. Uh, and so, but if you don't live in California, if you don't have a, not only if you you can't just make up a California address, which uh, some of them I think actually are you can't do that, but um, uh, a lot of them require you to upload this picture of your California driver's license, which um, we don't have. Mm. Uh, so you you're just you know, tough out of luck. Right. Uh, and a number of them just have no option at all. And right. almost all of these ones um, are retail. Mm. They're all retail. Um, and, uh, and tell us why that is. Why does retail not let you delete your account? Well, I, I'm guessing that the reason that they will not do it is because 
that is a revenue stream for them. You have given them your information, including your address, your email address, your, sometimes your phone number, um, and that is, uh, that is information that they sell. And they sell their lists to um, people who buy them from them. There are brokers of lists. So I think it's really important to specify here that they are not keeping your account so they can market to you. No. They are keeping your account so they can market you to other companies. Again, I'm just, this is my speculation, but I know this is how companies work because we have been on the other end of that and um, have at some point looked into what it costs to buy certain lists. Mm. And there are brokers out there who offer you this this email list, this uh this um, snail mail list uh, that lets you Oh, that reminds them. me. Back in the day, okay, this this is how far this has come. Just a little historical note. Before there was internet direct marketing, there was snail mail direct marketing. It still happens, of course. And I remember that you could buy a list of, you know, for whatever category you're looking for. I'm not going to specify what it is. But they would give you like a huge long spreadsheet of all the addresses that you right. wanted. However, planted in that list were dud addresses or rather addresses where this company would keep tabs so that if they were getting mail sent to that after the expiration date on the list you had paid for they would know that you were still using it and then they could come after you for breach of contract yeah well there were real like real um yeah i guess that makes sense i mean if, if that's what you're doing yeah yeah but the point is that like there was someone following up and stopping you from continuing to use other people's addresses after yeah. the time you had paid for them obviously the point is once your email address is out there like it's just or your phone number i know lots of people complain about still getting constant phone calls, marketing calls, often yeah. very tricky ones that um, are based on these marketing lists of information being sold. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do. You're just on the receiving end of it. And do not call lists just do not work a lot of the time. Yeah, uh, which is why we haven't talked about this yet. But there are there are it's probably a good idea in addition to masking your um, working email addresses, masking your phone number as well, mm. and being very careful or siloing it, siloing the kinds of numbers you give out to people that, so you can shut things off when you need to. Yeah, I mean there are ways to like buy phone numbers separately. Like you can through Skype. I know you can buy a phone number. Or a, there's a, there's different apps like MySudo. Right, or, um, but like Twilio. you might consider getting a phone number that you do all of your official business on and that's always a phone number you give out so that that is the one that will be sent out and marketed and exploited but then you can have you know set up the skype account so it just never comes through to you and like once a month you can look and see who's called and left messages but that way you won't be persecuted at home yeah yeah there are there are various strategies in doing this and and um yeah that would be one and you just want to keep uh um the phone numbers that you actually want to be contacted through you want to keep those um guarded very much like like a good hand of poker yes. right so were you able were there any retail companies or web uh, accounts that you could not get yourself out of uh yes there were a number that i couldn't and they were all just they were the ones that i have not been able to delete my account uh, um are i would say um more than half of them are retail retailers mm. Uh, individual retailers hmm. not universally there are some that have been very cooperative hmm. and others that have have been 
And they're usually ones that are part of some big group. They're a brand underneath some big group. Mm. And they, if you've bought something from them directly, which I remember, I remember now that I did this because they had a big discount. And I realized that the reason they have this big discount is to, they, they're trolling you to get your information so they can put you on a list and they can sell your name in perpetuity and make a dividend upon your um, greediness. Yeah. I, it's actually true. There's no such thing as a free lunch. There isn't. Yeah. 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 At some point we need to talk about uh, credit card deals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're still deep into that. We haven't yeah. disentangled ourselves from the travel rewards. Yes. Uh, well, but we, we, we have stopped, all. we have stopped re-entangling ourselves recently. So anyway, but that, that should be a future topic. Well, anyway, so, and so you've cut down your number of accounts. How you say so you're at R, so you still have to go through a few more letters of the alphabet. Mm. There can't be a whole lot of in W, X, Y, and V. Well, right? there's a lot of S's. Right. S is very popular. R is pretty oh. big too. Um, right. So there are there are a number left, and and um, some of the I I my my standards have gone down at the beginning. I would um, <laughs> I would want to delete a lot of them, and the other ones right now, you know, um, if they're not important, I just change my email address and just don't worry about trying to contact this. I, I know what's going to be easy and what's not going to be easy. Right. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So then the question is. In the whole time that you've been deleting accounts, how many new accounts would you guess you've created? Uh, probably half a dozen. Oh, that's really good. That's Maybe not, a dozen. That's not that know. many. Well, I mean, proportionate to your entire number, that's pretty small. <laughs> yes. But sometimes, I mean, okay, so this is part of the thing, too, is realizing you don't always have an option. So here's my, my story. Like I said, I, I cleaned out my accounts when I had a lot fewer to begin with. But just this past week, I was um, signing our son up for summer camp. Again, not going to give more details about that. But in the process, discovered that there is, of course, summer camp software that all do- sorts of different camps obviously subscribe to. And so, all right, you have to, to make help, an account. Yeah, to, help, to help the whole sign-in process. Right. And of course, you can understand why that would happen and, you know, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, fair enough. Have to create an account. And I was going to, you know, pay with a credit card. So the whole thing made sense. But then I have not really thought about how... Um, the legal and medical status vis-a-vis minors has changed since I was a child. And the overwhelming majority of stuff I had to deal with in this camp sign-in form was medical stuff. You would not believe how long the list of medical So what did they ask about? Like everything from glaucoma to homesickness to broken bones to hives to every possible psych disorder. It was basically the the form that you turn in when you go, when you're at the doctor. No, this was way longer. I have never seen a list of symptoms this long in my whole entire life. Not even at a doctor's office. No, no. It was, it was clearly everything conceivable. What in the world is camp software inquiring more information than your doctor needs? Well, I mean, I think this is the point because you are putting your children in the care. Can you just say, I'm not going to answer these questions? Then they're not going to let your kid come to camp. No, like you have to understand it from... But the camp doesn't care. It's because they've signed up to this software and the software has has boxes they need to check. It's liability. If they are taking your kid under care for two weeks, they have to know every possible thing that can go wrong. They have to take provision for everything. If there's any issue of like stigma or exclusion or harassment or whatever, because the kid has, you know, maybe some sort of neurological or psychological disorder. I mean, they also have to be prepared for that, right? Like you can understand where it comes from. I I understand. They want to do right by your kid, right? Fair enough. I mean, they want to create a good, wholesome environment. And if the parents aren't there to 
authorize decisions if your kid falls out of a tree or gets a bee sting or whatever. They have to know what to do, and they have to know what they're authorized to do and not do. And I had to decide about every single thing from an EpiPen, Tylenol, aspirin, etc., etc. Ugh. Yes. I'm glad you did that. And I had me. to put in every single vaccination. Not, not all of them. They, they told you which ones were required, and they made it the same as what the state that the camp is in requires for attendance at public school. And so I had to give up all of that information. But anyway, the whole point being is if we are concerned not about them exploiting or even selling our data, but about the security of the data, this is a treasure drove of very sensitive information about children. Yeah, and we're trusting it too. I'm, I'm sure the company is doing this in good faith and probably has industry standard security practices. Yeah, and the camp too. I'm not impugning the camp's no, no, no. motivations but in any ways. That is a big risk. And um, these databases are breached all the time. Right. All the time by hackers. And there's little vulnerabilities that get exposed all the time. And so here's just one one um, huge new uh, um, data vulnerability footprint that we've created because it's the only way to sign your kid up for camp. Right. Was it the only way? Was there any other option? Not that I saw. Like some like paper form that you could fill out and say, keep this on file and destroy it when <laughs> we when camp is over, please. Yeah. And again, you know, like for insurance purposes in the future about pre-existing conditions for any stigma yeah. that yeah. rightly or wrongly, probably wrongly, attaches to neurological or psychological conditions. Like it's very disturbing. Yeah. And again, so I'm just thinking like in the olden days before you had the option to create the software, what you would do is like you drop your kid off at camp, you'd go to the nurse and say, hey, my kid is allergic to peanut butter. And they'd be like, okay, we'll make sure kid doesn't get peanut butter and warn other kids not to eat peanut butter. You know, whatever. You would like actually volunteer the information about which there needed to be concerned. Instead, you have to fill in this extremely exhaustive medical grid about your kid. And now it's out there in an account. I I have an acquaintance of mine who has done research into bureaucracy. (laughs) And his conclusion, of course, we wonder, why in the world are they they collecting all this information? Is it for liability? Is it for anything? And he he has a much simpler uh, down-to-earth answer, is that you record it because you can. Yeah. And that's really, I, I think at the end of it, there's a form and we feel compelled to fill out the form and they create all these things and it explodes and people, and there's no natural limitation to the number of questions you can ask because this computer, it doesn't take up any space. And then you're making other people do it. I think if the people at the camp had to fill in all the forms, the number of, um, well, and if they had to store the paper on site where it could be robbed, Right. First of all, the chances of the medical papers of campers in, you know, most camps are located out in the boonies. Right. The chances of it being robbed are small. Yeah, well, but they don't have so... any value. Like, those paper don't doesn't have any value as, you know, right? You have to scan it. You have to put the inf- Like, it, does, it has no value right. by itself. Right. So, actually, what they've done, they're creating an incredibly valuable commodity right. in using this kind of software. That was... uh, yeah, that uh, must be extremely... Uh, it was very frustrating to me as somebody uh, very conscious and desiring to disentangle to have to reveal such um, a catalog of uh, sensitive information to a company who, that I knew nothing about. Um, and um, who, who knows what, what will become of and it? Who knows what will become with it? Now, I, I, again, I don't know anything, but we don't we don't know anything either. And probably there was you probably clicked some. I agree to the terms and conditions. Of course, what, I did. What were those? I don't know. 
Because whoever reads those, it, it's a fake, fake consent. So, all right. So what is our tip? What's our tip? I don't know. Well, as you, uh, I think one, one thing um, going forward, and again, I'm saying this as somebody, we're in this process of disentangling and it is, it's exhausting to think about. Um, but one of the things that I've been trying to do going forward is to, um, that I will be doing in the future and I'm going to experiment with this and report on it later, is to try to create alias email addresses for the various accounts. Mm. Uh, there's a very uh, useful service called Simple Login that allows you to simply spin up an email address um, that it, it can be random names that you can use for these various services so that if you do use them, it's not your basic email address that is used. Now, somebody can trace it if they wanted to. If there's a court subpoena, they could figure out where it's going to. But... But our threat model does not include being subpoenaed by no, the uh, yeah, state. No, I'm not concerned about that. I just don't want my email to be going on these various lists and, and for right. things to be collated. Right. As far as what to do about the health information, I think that it's appropriate for us probably to, to talk to them about this concern. I'm guessing that they have simply aren't aware of it. And I think the vast majority of us are not aware. And we ourselves have admitted that we only recently became fully aware of the extent to which security and privacy are massive issues here. So. Right. Um, yeah. So as you, as you again, continue to uh, be careful about um, associating uh, the same email address with um, broad varieties of accounts and try to um, um, try to um, uh, silo them or uh, to distinguish email accounts for different purposes. Right. Yeah. I, I think maybe the the main takeaway here is that it doesn't take actually that many barriers because nobody is really very few people are looking for you personally what is useful is the massive aggregation of huge quantities of data so if you can just throw up a few roadblocks between your actual identity for you know for when you need to create accounts and um what you use for the account, then that just creates a buffer. Again, it's not going to prevent the state or a stalker from finding you, but for most of us, that's not where we're at. And not where we're at. Yeah, it might prevent an insurance company um, in the future from denying you coverage from some form you filled out when you were in high school. Yeah, maybe. And by the way, if you are being sought, sought by the state or a stalker, you're probably listening to their own podcast. Probably. 